Hello everyone and welcome to the Brunton Bugle, the number one place to get your Kylie Knight fix in the podcast world. I'm Lee Rooney. I'm Mike Booth. And I'm Dan McLennan. It's here, the League 2 pre-season, season preview episode has arrived. Oh, it's going to be a mess this one, isn't it? We're going to look at the runners and riders for the next 12 months, talk about surprise packages, unexpected strugglers, crypto and big spenders, and we might even get predictions right this time. Well, that went well, didn't it? <laughs> That's the problem with ad-libbing your intro, isn't it? It's because I tweeted how we did a one-hit record on Friday. Uh, we did it on. The worst thing about that was I then struggled to get it uploaded to the system. It wouldn't go up <laughs> as soon as I said that. Oh, this has been a pain-free one, hasn't it? Well, yeah, it's here, isn't it? The season preview episode, lads. Oh, this is this is the one I always look forward to because it's quite an interesting one. We get to look across the whole division. Um, obviously, we'll focus very slightly on Cal United as well. We'll cover that more in the main episode before the Crawley game next week. But how are you guys feeling? Because it's an interesting one between us, we've only got to two pre-season games this summer, haven't we, I think, and I've not managed to get to any, but I'm feeling quite confident coming to it. What do you yeah, thinking? I mean, I've, I've done that before many times, oh. and it's... But but this time feels different, you know? Oh. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm yeah. happy. I would say I'm happy. Uh, yeah. We seem relatively settled, relatively organised, Still space for a couple of additions, possibly, maybe in the next yeah. few weeks. And I know Paul Simpson's already said it's not; it's an ongoing process, you yeah. know. So, he, he's, yeah. The way he talks, he seems happy and confident, but he doesn't seem over-the-top confident. He seems to be like, yeah, this is good. We're in a good position, ready to kick on when we need to as well. And he seems to be happy with the fitness level as well, which is a really big thing. I know mm. he's, he's gone on about, hasn't he? So, so there you go. Um, before we go on and get onto this uh, episode, just a reminder, the... Uh, podcast is being sponsored by the car united sports club london branch again this season the london branch is open to all car united fans they've got members from Cornwall to dundee and houston to singapore and of course every part of london and the southeast they regularly meet up on away trips as well as arranging many social events sports games and fundraising for the club they'll be providing us with information for the away games as part of the preview section this season too you can find out more about the london branch at their website carlalondonbranch.org and just another quick reminder as well obviously you can uh, subscribe to the podcast uh, anywhere you get a good podcast yeah podcasts you know any app so uh, google podcast spotify apple podcast pocket cast if you search for the podcast click subscribe and then every time a new episode comes out you'll get it straight into your podcast app um also follow us on social media at brunton bugle on twitter and instagram we're on facebook if you just search for the brunton bugle and click like and we're also on the be just and fear not facebook group and on the cumbrians.net message board we're always posting there so if you want to ask us any questions drop us a line there and you can email us bugle at gmail.com right well that's all the uh, the admin side of things out the way let's get into today's episode so if you haven't heard this one before we've done this last two seasons haven't we guys so it's basically what we do is we we go through and we sort of have a little chat about each club in league two now we don't go into full depth on every single club because some of them as you were saying before we came on air, Dan, basically, they're just basically 
you know, meat filler, aren't they? Basically, for the, <laughs> for the, the middle of the table, they're, they're not going to do a huge amount. We're not really the that spa- interested. Cue them winning the league. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's, that's what's going to happen. We're going to basically write some team off, and then come come the summer. Oh, well, hang on, actually, they do next summer. They've done all right, haven't they? Um, so yeah, we're going to go through. We've, we've, we've divvied out the teams amongst us. I put together a little fact file for us with things like. Um, you know, tr- basic facts and transfers, you know, manager details and stuff like that ready for us. But um, yeah, so we'll get started. So weirdly, we start off with AFC Wimbledon because that is officially their name. There's AFC bit in it, isn't there? So there you go. Uh, Dan, you're up first for this one. And yeah, before we started, you, you seem to be suggesting you expect them to be one of those spam sides this season, don't you? <laughs> yeah, they're just, they're just reek of mid-table. Uh it's their 21st year in existence. Obviously, they were relegated in 23rd last season from League One. Uh, Johnny Jackson, new to the job, uh, appointed in May. And they've had a lot of players leave, but they haven't brought that many in yet. I think they're on five. And we mentioned this on one of the regular episodes of the week. Mm. Alex Pierce from Millwall and Chris Gunter from Charlton are two, you know, yeah. really good signings. And, that's, I think that's something Wimbledon have always got in their back pocket. They can lean on Millwall, Charlton, Palace to sort of get a player now and again. But I just, when I, when I look at them, I look at the squad and I just think, mm, 12th place, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. It's, it's, it's hard to see. But like, for Johnny Jackson, it's interesting, wasn't it? Because he was in charge at Charlton for quite a bit, wasn't he? Uh, for a mm. little bit. And then... It didn't quite work out there in the long term. He was a legendary player at Charlton, wasn't he? He was there for quite a while. I remember we played against him in League One, didn't we? Um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one. Obviously, they're settling into the new stadium as well. They're, they're getting bigger crowds now. Will they accept mid-table? That's the question. It's a difficult one because they're fan-owned, aren't they? So there might be a bit more understanding. But I, I, I maybe I'd, I'd expect them maybe to be aiming a bit higher than that. But I think I, think I agree with you. I think they might have a, a middling sort of season, really. I mean... Yeah, in terms of players gone out, I mean, if you look at the players gone out, there's no big names there that make you go, oh, wow, they've lost players there. They've, uh, the lad, uh, Dan, Dan Koska, he's gone back to Hungary, I think, uh, this, yeah. this summer. They've lost the lad to Huddersfield, you know, obviously they're kind of cool little I think that's there. why they've got they've got one in from Huddersfield on loan, probably as uh, they've got Kyle Hudlin in on loan from Huddersfield, yeah. so that, that's part probably of that part of that, a little sweetener. Yeah, I mean, they, they had a horrendous second half of the season last year, didn't they? Like yeah, I mean, yeah. they went, did they go something? Have they, have they actually won in that run yet? Or are they still waiting for the, the win? They, they, could, they couldn't buy a point, so never mind a win. You know, they were just atrocious. Yes. And uh... yeah, they were, it was it's an interesting, one, wasn't it? They, they, they really, really struggled, and they, they stuck with their manager for so, so long. Didn't mm, they as well, that's mm. that's the thing that always baffled you about it. It was like, well, sure, you just get rid of him if it's not working. But but no, they were determined to to, to see it out and. Um, yeah, it just didn't work for them. Then did it, and obviously they've they've, they've come back down after a, a few seasons up in. Uh, in fact, was it four, six, five, six seasons even? I think in League One, which was a decent run for them, to be fair. But yeah, as a new they had uh, they had Sam Cosgrove for the second half of last season, didn't they? Yeah, that's that's not really saying much, is it? <laughs> there's a there's a man who's uh, not not had the greatest of uh, times at Birmingham. I think it's fair to say. No, no. Um, I'm, I'm just double checking here whether they did get that win. They didn't. They haven't won in a league fixture since they beat Accrington 2-0 away on the 7th of December 2021. I'll stick £10 on them ending that run against us, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's... I'm, I'm looking, obviously, that's 
that was ni- that was the nineteenth game of the season, forty six games. So that's yeah, twenty seven games. Twenty seven games. I mean, I'm not being funny, but you have a bad start. Pressure's I was on. just going. I was just going to say they need to have a semi decent start, don't they? Yeah. Otherwise, yeah. people start to ask questions, don't yeah. they? No, AFC yeah. Wimbledon mid table. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, the, the bookies seem to agree with you there. 25 yeah. to 1 is the odds. Yeah. I've, I've basically taken the, the, the odds off a, a particular bookie. I'm not going to say which one because we don't really want to promote them because, you know, they're not giving us any money to do this. <laughs> um, but yeah, basically, I've just taken one site and looked at the, the odds on it. So uh, 25 to 1, they've got so mid table, basically. Um, right, up next, I think this one's you, Mike, isn't it? It's Barrow, mm. our friends down the coast. Yeah, well, obviously, friends? last season, <laughs> yeah, last season they were, you know, in the last survival place if you like only six yeah. points from the drop um and they've lost a couple of the kind of only decent players i want to say like Remyau hutton has gone to swindon um i think he got loads of assists for oh. them from like wing back fullback was he not in and out of the team a little bit for periods i think i might be wrong about that but i think he maybe settled down towards the end of the season but i think you're right the, he'd, he'd got their fans were like really miffed that that he went and uh, personal Ollie reasons. Banks as well went to the league below. Yeah, personal uh, reasons for, for both of them, wasn't it? I think at least Hutton, I think it was because he went for an undisclosed fee to Swindon, and I, f- I have a feeling it was because he's from down that way, maybe is why mm. they let him. But but yeah, doesn't look great. And obviously, you mentioned Banks there. I mean, Chesterfield have got big money, so you'd, you'd fully yeah. expect them to be up near the top of the National League this season. Mm. But yeah, it's it's a tough one for them. What do you think about the new manager, Pete Wilde? Isn't it? That's an interesting appointment, isn't it? Compared to what against what they've gone for previously, at least. Yeah, I mean, how many magi- managers have they had in the last three years now? It's mm. probably like their sixth, in maybe even more than that. Yeah, from the well, yeah. They had Dunn, they had Jolly, they had uh, Rob Kelly took over a bit, Mark Cooper, Phil Brown. Phil Brown. Yeah, and Pete Wilde, you're absolutely right. Six, I, I didn't even realise mm. it. I mean, six managers, wow. Mm. Um, and and they've got uh, they've got like what nine players in, mm. but a, a couple of them are sort of untested kids from under twenty three setups. Um, Harrison Neal is good. I think he was on loan at Southend last season because they they had a bit of a revival from January. Yeah, um, and he's like a tough tackling midfielder. That I wouldn't have minded coming here to be honest. Um, and obviously Richie Bennett has gone yeah. back there. Um, but yeah, I just I don't see any names in there that I think, oh wow. Like some other clubs have names that they've brought in and you think, oh, that's a good signing and they don't really have that. Billy Waters is one who did quite well, didn't he, when he was at Crew starting out, then sort of dropped off, went to Cheltenham, did okay, but he, yeah, he's one who's never really fulfilled his potential, has he? I think Billy Waters, it's fair mm. to say. But, but Pete Wilde, as we mentioned there, like he did a decent job at Halifax though, didn't he? Do you think that's the right kind of appointment for them to go? For someone who's maybe done well on a on a low budget at a club, rather than like I said, going for a big name who you know has been at a higher level. Well, I, f- I feel they've they've got every kind of managerial managerial appointment that you can get. You know, it's like they've gone for the tried and trusted method in the past hasn't worked. So they've gone for the sort of up and coming method hasn't worked. So they need to actually have someone in and give them time, and you know maybe they'll do that here, but. You know, if they start the season, if they're going to start struggling, which I think they could well do, mm. will they be able to afford him time? And the thing is, with, with the ground like the one they've got, it, it's tough because they're not going to get the bigger crowds to you know, get a bit more budget in to bring more players mm. in if they need to, are they? It's, they're, they're, they've got a, a ceiling in that sense, you'd think. 
mm. at the very least. But it's um, yeah, it's going to be a tough one, I think. I mean, the bookies odds for them are sixty-six to one. They are the, the standout favourites to go down. I think a little bit harsh. I think there's I think there's potentially clubs that could be worse than them personally. But you you two might have a different opinion. No, Dan. <laughs> Dan, you, you had money on for for the second half last season and you were very disappointed. So I'm guessing you're you're probably still gonna want them to go down this season. I'm fully expecting to recoup said losses <laughs> this season. On Barrow though, is that the question? Well, yeah. Who else? <laughs> Fair enough. No, you might have gone to someone else and got the other losses back there. Um yes, I think I think we agree with they're gonna struggle. Yeah, the level to which they struggle may differ between the three of us possibly, but it's but yeah, they're they're not it's going to be tough for them, I think it's fair to say, and and shame. I, I, I still, <laughs> I, if they if they, they they are going to stay, whatever. I just hope they sort of that bloody away end because it is a disgrace, really, isn't it? I mean, it's... apparently they were doing something to it. I will try and ratch out some photos by the yeah. next time we record. Yeah, this I really do hope to do. There you go. Right up next, it's uh, it's my first club. I think it is uh, Bradford City. Yes, yeah, so. Mm. They're an interesting one. Obviously, this is their fourth season back in League Two. Um, a big turnover of players this summer, <laughs> it's fair to say. 13 new signings, 11 departures. Uh, one of those departures is former Blue Elliot Watt. He's he's left to join Salford for an undisclosed fee. And maybe a little bit of a surprise, that one, although maybe not the kind of player Hughes rates. It's an interesting move, isn't it? It's very much a sideways step, I would say. It's... Just looking on this lovely sheet you've created, there's, is there any real, real, there's a couple of standouts, but for 13 signings and the money they've got, maybe expect a little bit more? Um, So Chapman's the standout, isn't he? Chapman and Smallwood. Smallwood for me. Smallwood. Well, Smallwood, Smallwood made 42 appearances for Hull in the Championship last season. Yeah, so I, I don't know whether they basically let him go because he's getting a bit old. He's thirty-one, or whatever. But I mean, he's still a decent age you know, for a midfielder. Well, when, when when you look at some of them, you know, Vidane Oliver from Gillingham, Matt Platt from Barrow, uh, Emmanuel Ozadibi from Walsall, the good League Two players. What are they? Promotion-winning players. Yeah, Oliver's an interesting, wasn't he? Because he's he's one who he seems to move around a few clubs as a target man and. Chief Curl wanted to yeah. sign him for Carlisle. He spent about two, three years, years trying ago. to sign him, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, he was trying to get him in and never did. Um, then he finally got him at Northampton. Yeah, and I think he played a part in them going up there, to be fair. So he's probably a useful one to have in there. Um, I mean, beyond that, Jamie Walker looked quite good when he played against us in that final game of last season. But yeah, I agree with you. It's kind of like, it's a difficult one to judge. I suppose you're backing someone like Hughes to be a really good coach, aren't you, and get the best out of him. That's what mm. they're probably hoping for. Mm. But sometimes you need like good League Two players. Like, yeah. One bit where like Salford went wrong is they're just signing League One players, but you need actual players who know the league and can graft out points rather than just yeah. good footballers. He seems to have shifted on quite a few of these marquee signings they got in as well last season quite quickly, hasn't he? Actually, I'm just looking down the ones who've left. Podio Connor, obviously he wasn't a marquee one last season, he's been there a few years, but he's gone to Lincoln. Charles Vernon. There was a, another big names coming. He's gone to Lincoln as well. I, th- I, think what, I think what it is with, with Bradford looking at these lists and that, can you see them being top three with what they've got? And I have to question that. I think I could, I could potentially see it. I, I, if it clicks, yeah. Yeah. 
but it has to click. I have a feeling they'll have enough spare to bring in players in January as well. So I, there I is that, there seven. is that, yeah. Top seven, I think they've got a very decent chance, but... Yeah. Yeah. I would argue as well that we, because we've done this a couple of years now, they've had better teams going into other seasons that haven't run very well. well. You say better teams, would you say better looking squads? I think that's, that's there's a difference, isn't there? You mm. can have a squad that looks really good with a lot of good players, but do they work as a team? Mm. Not necessarily. Hughes might be looking, thinking, I'm getting these players because I want to build a team here. I mean, he, let's be fair to Hughes here, when he was manager at Stoke, he, he maybe necessarily didn't have the greatest squad. He had a few good players in there, but he put together a good, good team that actually stayed up beyond what Pulis had already done with him, didn't he? He did a decent job there. He got them, did he get him to Europe, actually, didn't he, I think, Stoke, I'm sure, mm. when he was manager. So, he maybe he's backing himself to do that. I don't know. It's. Hmm. I think they're going to be right up there. I mean, like signing someone like Small, which straight away makes you think. Yeah. I, I I think they'll be up there, but I don't think they'll be right up there. Yeah. If if that makes sense. Yeah, I think they might struggle to get top three. Yeah, S- seven should be three, maybe not. Yeah, I think it might be tough for them. But yeah, I mean, just quickly, in terms of pre-season for them, very hit and miss for them, actually, to be fair. So they, they opened up with a 2-0 win over their local rivals, Bradford FC, which is you know the real name for Bradford Park Avenue, those who don't know. And they lost to Derby. Uh, they beat York, and then they beat Sunderland 2-0, actually. Quite an impressive result. But then they lost 3-0 to Chesterfield in a game that there was a bit of bother, wasn't there, I think, in terms mm. of stuff on the touchline stuff. It was a bit, yeah, a bit heated, it's fair to say. But I know Chesterfield are well-backed, but... Bradford surely be going that thinking, you know, last last proper preseason friendly. You don't want to be losing that three 0 So it could be a tough one if they don't have a great start. But like I said, I, I expect them to. I think the pressure is going to be on him to finish top three. Hughes definitely. Oh, definitely, definitely. Whether they can or not remains to be seen, doesn't it? Um, right, who's up next? So we're going down the list. Uh, we're not doing obviously Carlisle yet. We'll, we'll just talk about them. We'll, we'll, the we'll save our Carlisle bit for our possible interview. Yeah, we might, we'll maybe try and get a bit into that one as well. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, Colchester United is up next, Mike. Yeah. And that's you. Yeah, well, I think they're really going to struggle. Um, obviously, they lost Shamal George to Livingston. Um, and Four-year that, deal? Yeah, I know. What's and that about? A lot of their fans have said, like, if it wasn't for him last season, we, we would have been down. Um, so then performances against us, where he just seemed to save everything that was thrown at him. I think is, is they it, weren't is just... It some, is it some bloke called George Shamal or something? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, 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 it's not the player we had on loan. It's one of those ones, isn't it, with Shamal George? I think he was very young when he came to us, wasn't yeah, he? And he yeah. just, it, the pressure just got him. And he's actually mm. clearly gone away and done well for himself, to be fair. One of, just one of those ones, isn't it? So Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think they've lost 12 players and only brought three in. And one of the three that they brought in is a 22-year-old West Ham reject, Osama Ashley, who's never played a game of senior football in his life. So, yeah. Well, uh, I don't uh, think they're going to do very well. I'm just looking through their, their squad as well, Mike, as you're talking there. They've only got 20 players. Mm. The average age of their squad is 27.2, which is the, the joint third oldest squad in the division. I should point out, though, when I was looking at this before, Carl United got the youngest average age score in the division next season, 22.7. Mm. Quite incredible, that, isn't it? It's, you know, the squad that young. We, one of the bigger squads of 25, obviously there's a lot of first-year pros in there, but yeah, just a little bit of a tangent there. But but yeah, I mean, I'm looking through the squad here, Mike, and they've still got a lot of those old 
Ipswich players in there. I was just going to say Ipswich. I mean, to be fair, the one standout signing for them, Alex Newby, he's one I would have, wouldn't have mind as signing from Rochdale. I think we, we all agree he was very impressive in the game where we beat them at Brunton Park. Mm. But I think it tells you something that he's only gone to Colchester. Yeah, it's a very, it's a strange move because mm. he's not from Downlot, he's from Barrow. Yeah, it's a really, really strange move, isn't it? It, it doesn't really make sense unless they're going given going from money. Rochdale to Colchester. Sort of tells you something. Maybe an attitude problem, possibly. I don't know. It's it's tough. They've got some shenanigans going on off the pitch as well. A bit, haven't they, Colchester? Um, I think. Well, the owners put put a lot of money into them down the years, hasn't he? And he sort of he almost sort of stopped the tap, didn't he? Basically, and said, "I can't put any more in," which is fair enough, you know. The amount he's put in and building the stadium, that and he wants them to be self reliant. And it's just, and it just if you watch, it's just gradually, game by you know, season by season by season, they're dropping off. Mm. And they've got a tough opening fixture, away at Northampton as well. Mm. If they get off to a bad start, I'm, I'm you, Mike. I think they could really struggle. I think mm. it could be a really long season for them. And relying on all these older players as well, you need a good mix, really. Not just younger players. No. You need some, you know, you twenty five, you twenty six year olds, don't you? The ones who, you know, in their prime. Mm. They don't have a huge amount of that. It's a lot of no, older exactly. and a lot of younger. It's... But you, you do need experienced heads, but I think they've got maybe too much experience. Yeah. And with Shamal so- George gone, they've only got one goalkeeper as well. You, you sort of feel that the players have got are just there going through the motions, picking up the wages. There's a danger of that as well. Obviously, there's talk of the fact that, you know, that's one of the reasons why those players from Ipswich go there is because they don't have to move far. Mm. Yeah. We don't really want... I mean, I'm sure that's not the, the only reason. I'm sure that you no, know, no, they're professionals, no, but... There's a worry with that, isn't there? I, 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 I agree with you. I think if you watch, they're just season by season by season, they're dropping down, and it could be if they're. I mean, their manager recruitment process as well is very unusual, isn't it? They, they all seem to go for people who've got some sort of connections. Club Hayden Mullins was an exception, but Wayne Brown's another who's obviously you know got past connections with them. Mm. Did well towards the end of that season to get them away from trouble, but. Yeah, bad start here. It could, it could be it, again. It's all about the way you start the season a lot of the time, isn't it? Really. Mm. That said, I mean, Swindon last season had a pretty poor start and they managed to recover, didn't they? So it's, it's not always mm. the case. But but yeah, I, I, I'm with you, Mike. The fact that they've only brought three in and they've lost quite a lot. I mean, they had quite a big squad as it was, but it's going to be tough. It's going to be a tough mm. one for Colchester. Up next, Crawley Town. Uh, this one's me. Um, yeah, very interesting summer for Crawley, I think it's fair to say, you know. Certainly a lot of lot of change, hasn't there been there? It's fair, uh, fair enough. Um, the, the biggest bit is obviously they've been taken over by WAGME United, which stands for We're All Gonna Make It. <laughs> Terrible acronym, that is, isn't it? It's appalling. They're basically a US crypto organiser, crypto and sports organisation. I think it's a fair way to describe them. And their idea is they're going to sell NFTs around the world to raise money for the club. They want to get it to the Premier when, League. When, when you edit this, can you put some alarm bells in the background? Yeah, yeah. Probably the best thing to do, isn't it? It's... It's it's not great. It, 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 for me, you know, at our club, the fans obviously desperate for ownership change. If these lot turned up saying we're going to come and do this, I'd say we're in. No, no. Mm. Let's stick with what we've got for now and let's get finding someone who actually is any good at this because this, I can't see it ending well. I mean, I hope it does for their sake, but it's no. I mean, there's talk of ambitions of getting them into the Premier League. Well, for me as well, that's that's not a controversial opinion to say that it's going to go tits up. I think a lot of people on the outside, I mean, obviously all their fans have the rose-tinted specs on, but a lot of people on the outside are saying this is not going to end well. 
No, exactly. I think a lot of people are saying like it's it's mad. Like people who who know this kind of stuff, you follow him. There's a guy on um, Twitter called uh, basically his user handle is Ugly Game. It's Martin Caldane, I think his name is. He does some excellent investigations into like sports club people taking over sports clubs and you know their finances and stuff. And he's he's feeling that this isn't good for Crawley. I mean, one of the things that you mentioned before we we recorded, Mike, was that they've got this ridiculous thing where their third kit is an NFT. And they're selling it, and I think they originally were like people were expecting it to be like a hundred quid or something like that. So like, and it come out something like three or four hundred quid it was going to be yeah. for it, and like even like all the crypto types on Twitter were like, "This is ridiculous. This is not what you promised," and stuff like that. So, I, I don't think the market's quite there for it. I think it could be could could end in tears. I think it's fair to say. Like, in terms of stuff on the pitch and in the you know the, the coach is office and stuff like that, they John Yem's left in the summer probably. Sure. Less less said about what happened with that, the better, because it mm. it's not a good situation. Uh, they've appointed Kevin Betsy into his first role as uh, first-team manager. He was at spells with the England youth setup, working with Simo, actually, at pass, and uh, as also as the under-23 boss at Arsenal. Um, fans might remember him. He was part of that w- uh, Wickham side, wasn't he, that we played mm. in yeah. 2005-06. He was a very, very good player for them. I remember that. Um so really interesting appointment. It's, I have to say it's quite a smart appointment, actually. Someone who could potentially be, you know, someone who could make a difference there. The biggest shock, though, has got to be their, their I suppose, their marquee signing this summer. Dom Telford, the last season's League 2 top scorer from Newport County, turned down a new deal there. And everyone's like, oh, he'll be going to a League 1 club. He'll be going to here where there's a bit of money. Mm. And he turns up at Crawley. Now, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, guys, right? But I think it's a bit of a risk if they throw a bit of money at him. Because he had a great first half of the season last season. But look at his stats for the second half of the season. His goals well, dropped off quite a bit. He's, he's only like 5'8", isn't he? 5'9". And he's like, a, lad, yeah. a lot of Newport fans said like he needs a big... You need to play him in the right way. He's not one of them strikers that'll just sort of fit in any system. But f- for me, obviously, like you say, there's League One club sniffing. And in a situation like that, when he's on a free, it's kind of who offers the most money kind of thing. And if there's that many, I mean, that many clubs will have been sniffing around him. For him to pick Crawley over all of them, they must be offering him some serious money. I'm talking like three, four grand a week at least. I've heard it is up towards the higher end of that. That's the room I've heard from someone. I mean, I'm looking here. He scored, so he scored 26 goals last season. His 25th goal came on the 26th of February. In, it was two mm. goals he scored against Tranmere for Newport. He then he only scored one goal in all the remaining games last season. You know he's had he's had I mean, he had a brilliant run to be fair. When you look at it, he scored loads and loads of goals first half season. But sometimes you have players who get purple patches and they don't replicate elsewhere. It, mm. I think it's a I think it's a you might look if you go you know it's a, you know great signing whatever blah, blah, blah. Paul Mullen going to Wrexham was an obvious good signing because. Cambridge went up, and he consistently scored throughout the whole season. And Cambridge, yeah, but that Cambridge, was a like season for him. I know, but Wrexham had mm. the good players around him to back that up. Mm. I think Newport do have that. They've got no. good players like Nichols and Madison up there. But looking at the rest of the signings, there's nothing that stands out there to me. Mm. I, I think, I mean, Conroy from Swindon, maybe you know he was their captain last season, but and they've not really lost a huge amount in terms of quality and for the players who've gone. The prediction for the book is he's twenty five to one mid table. I, I think I'd probably go with that as well. Mm. I don't I, 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 struggling. I don't think they'll struggle this season. But I think in a year's time when the novelty's worn off, that's their dangerous time. 
Yeah. I think they'll have enough to stay stay up. They won't be bottom six. Yeah. But the the smell of like sixteenth, seventeenth. Yeah. But I is. I kinda feel like mid table for their owners will be an underachievement and yeah. could Betsy be out the door? I don't know. I think I think they might be a little bit unrealistic in expectations. I don't think oh, they, yeah, definitely. I think they might not realise there are some very big clubs at this level. Mm that have got serious cash that they're spending on their whole squad, not just one signing. So, yeah, I think it's one of those ones, again, depends on the start, doesn't it, and how, how they go on with that. It's got a tough game starting up, haven't they? Against the boys yeah. in blue on the opening day. Yeah. So they, well, you know, this is it, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. Right, well, let's let's move on to one of the clubs that came down from League One last season. Dan, Crew Alexandra. Um, interesting one, this one, especially their managerial appointment. Because I, when I saw this and I was doing the fact file, I looked through it and thought, Alex Morris, has he been at, where's he played before? He never played professionally. He's, he's been a coach. At, he started out a crew in their academy and then basically retired because of injuries. And he's been coaching all his way up from that point onwards and was assistant to David Artel taking over. How do you think they're going to get on? Because I think this is a bit, I know they like to do that kind of thing, but I think it's a bit risky. Uh, I just, I think they'll be slightly worse than Wimbledon, another relegated team. Uh, I, I get the continuity aspects, uh, you know, promoting from within. The lad obviously deserves his chance. But you look at their outgoings, there's, there's one or two, you know, like Chris Port or Luke Murphy that you sort of associate with crew have all mm. left. And you look at the incomings, well, the two straight away, Kel- Kelvin Mellor and Rod McDonald. Solid, but... Yeah, that's it. Really, even it? even that could be debatable. I think I think Melly's pretty. Melly knows the club, doesn't he? I suppose so he's, he's, he's Colcut from Cheltenham club. isn't bad, you know. But there's just there's, there's not there's nothing screams off the page at all. And they had a bad season last season, didn't they? I mean, if you talk about Wimbledon, mm. a bad season. They finished below Wimbledon, didn't they? And yeah, and they weren't great. It's fair to say. I mean, I tell someone who was you know really well backed as a manager, they really liked him, but. It just really went completely tits up there, didn't it? And they're thirty three to one, they got the same odds as, as us for this season. Yeah, they're just they're just mm. one of those sort of lower mid table but won't be in the relegation scrap type teams for yeah. me. I, I, I agree with you, and I think you look at the signings as you mentioned there, Miller and, and McDonald and Colker and, and even Connor Thomas, you know, someone who there was a lot thought of when he was at Coventry, wasn't he? I think did he when, when, when you said at the start there's certain teams that we won't dwell on too much. Yeah. Crew for my list just yeah. stood out a mile. Yeah, I, I'd agree with you. I think the risk for them is obviously the inexperienced manager. That's the bit that stands out to me. Yeah. They've, they've taken a bit of a risk there. They may be relying on him to... Maybe they've seen how good a coach he's at the youth levels and think he can really turn this around. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, if things go bad early on, they won't have the respect for him. That's that's the problem that you're always going to have as a manager starting out. So I agree with you. I think they've got enough solid enough players to finish mid-table. And I think we'll probably just leave it at that. We've, we've crewed it. There's a huge amount else to say about them. Um, up next, Doncaster Rovers. Who's got Doncaster? That's me. It's you, Mike. Yeah. Another team that's come down. No, no one really talking about them have been... I mean, they've obviously had a bad season last season, but no one talking about them in the same way of like Wimbledon of how bad they were, were they? They're a big-sized club. How, how are you thinking they're going to get on? For me, of the relegated teams, I would back them over any of the other three mm. to yeah, I, bounce I'd back. Yeah, I'd agree there. I'd agree, yeah. Um, they, they would certainly, if you did a little mini division of the four relegated teams, Doncaster would be a strong favourite for me. Mm. Yeah. 
I mean, if you look at their squad, I mean, they've got a lot of players who have played a lot of their career in the Championship. Adam Clayton, you know, who played for us, is one of them. I'm amazed that he's dropped down to League Two. He's almost... Because he basically joined them midway through last season. And then he's kind of skipped League One almost because he was only there half a season. He's gone from Championship to League Two in the space of a year. Um, I think he's had a couple of injuries, but... He's one hell of a player on it on his day. He's way too good for League Two. Yeah, I, I, I expect him to be pretty good as well. I mean, George Miller is one at Barnes. You know, was a lot thought of him when he was younger. Mm. Didn't, did okay at Warsaw last season. Uh, Lee Molyneux, you know, yeah. when he left Hart before, I wouldn't mind him. But obviously, he's gone to Doncaster. Yeah, you, yeah. Like, you look at the squad; it, it's not too. And Tom Anderson's there as well, who uh, had a loan spell with us. Yeah, um, good defender. And Adam Long joined from Wigan, who played. A lot of games for Wigan last season, and a lot of Wigan fans were a bit like, "Huh?" When he left them, so yeah, I I, I think I'd be backing them to finish maybe playoffs. Yeah, they've got one of the biggest squads in the division with twenty six players. Um, mm. So you know, you expect them to be well stocked in terms of that kind of thing as well. Um, just having a quick look through the squad here again now. Yeah, I mean, Tomlin's an interesting one, isn't he? Because he was a player who's got real quality. Mm. Went to Warsaw last season, just didn't do anything, did he? I don't think he ever managed to get himself fit. That's one of the biggest mm. issues. Lots of good players there. Lots of experience, actually, as well, when you look in terms of older players. Maybe not quite as many young players in there to give them a bit of fresh legs. Maybe one slight concern they would have. But, hmm. I, 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 I just feel they had a tough season last season, so you'd expect them also, you know, you think, you know they'd struggle. They haven't made massive changes. Made a few to be fair, actually, when you look at it, actually, about eight or nine. Um, eight players, sorry, coming. Yeah, I think, I think they're going to be round about the playoff fight, possibly. You say, you say they've got experienced players, but looking at the experienced players they've got, I'd rather have their experienced players than, say, Colchester's experienced yes. players. Yeah, no, no, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. A fair point. Uh, Kieran Agard is, you know, decent target man. Yeah, good yeah. Level. Tommy yeah. Rose being about the block, you know. Yeah, John Taylor as well, actually, in midfield. I think he's injured at the moment, though, possibly, so I'm not sure how long he's out for. Um, I mean, Harrison Biggins, you know, decent player. He's played a few times against us for Fleetwood, I seem to remember, in the past, and he's pretty good. So, so yeah, it's... Yeah, I have a feeling they'll be just outside the playoffs, is what I'm thinking now, maybe, maybe mm. round about that. I, I would say too. top 10. I think yeah. top 10 would be fair for mm. Donny. Yeah, definitely. Um, right, well, I think we've covered about eight clubs there, so maybe we'll take a little bit of a break, and we'll come back, and then it's up next, it's Gillingham, which is one of my clubs, I think, so we'll be back in just a sec. This is John Mellish, you listen to the Brunton Bugle. And we're back for part two of our season preview episode, and as I mentioned there before we went on the break, it's Gillingham next, uh, which is one of the clubs I've got. I think they're going to struggle. I genuinely think it's going to be a really tough season for Gillingham. Of all the, the clubs that have come down... Even though they were the ones closest to staying up, I, I just I don't know. I just when I look at it, I, I, I had a look and I dug up their preseason results, and they've had an appalling preseason, like really bad in terms of you know. I know you can't always read too much into it. You know, you have seasons where you'll win every single game, and then you like a, you know, you ha- you have a terrible season. But I mean, they started up with a two 0 win over Folkestone in in Vitica, in Victor, sorry. Great name for a team. But then they, I mean, they, they lost a deal time, but that was an 11, so it might not have been as strong. But they lost to Dover Athletic. Yeah. 
in a game. And Dover are not a good side these days. I mean, they lost to Luton, they lost to Portsmouth, uh, they lost against the Crystal Palace side, and the only other win has been a 1 0 win at South End. So it could be tough. I mean, they, they, Neil, Steve Evans was there for quite a while, wasn't he? He didn't really do as well as he should have done with the resource he was given. Um, ended up basically leaving at the start of the year to, to finally go to Stevenage. That was a bit of a protracted process, I think it's fair to say. Neil Harris took over, did, you know, did an okay job at Millwall and, and uh, Cardiff was the club he was at, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, they're back in League 2 after nine seasons in League 1 and the last time they came, they were relegated down, they actually went straight back up as champions. We're not going to see a repeat of that. I can definitely tell you that. They've got a small squad. There's only 18 players in it at present. And 11 of those are new signings. So they've only got seven players they're carrying over. Mm. But I mean, last season, they only went down on goal difference as I know, well, which I, I find mad when you look at the, the squad, really. But uh... Yeah, I mean, in terms of players released, um, Mustafa Carriol, you know, he's one who's quite well known. And, you know, Danny Lloyd, um, Oliver left, obviously, we mentioned that, Ben Thompson. But the players coming in, there's, there's none really that made me go, wow, that's a really good one. Jake Turner from Newcastle as goalkeeper. He's had quite a few loan spells, I think. You, you, you look at Kashket and Mandarin from Crew, another team who got relegated, and yes. it just doesn't. That makes you think, mm, really? Mm. So if you know, if, if Crew were quite happy to let them go, I know, you, I know, you can't judge players or do different other clubs, but when you sign a few players, like that, I mean, Dominic Jeffries from Brentford, I think he's from their B team, isn't he? He might be quite an interesting one for them. But I just have this feeling it's going to be a tough one for them, and I've with a squad that small, especially. Again, another one, a bad start. Could be tough for them. The base is the fact that they only just went down. Maybe we'll give them a little bit more, but I don't know. See, I'm the one who's looked at this one, but I don't know your guys' thoughts on this. But Yeah, I'd agree. There's, there's just nothing stands out at all. I mean, in the squad, you've got Max Aimer, haven't you, who's ex-Blue, who's on loan. Mm-hmm. He seems to be quite a popular player there. He's, he's gone back there after time at Bristol Rovers. But yeah, I'm just looking for it actually now again. And Ollie Lee's the only one who really sounds like he's a good player. In terms of, I'd attack, say bottom half though. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't say relegation scrap, but I'd, I'd say bottom half definitely. Yeah, again, it was one of the ones. If, if you get stuck and you, you get dragged down, it can be tough. Mm. And striker wise, I'm looking. I think Mandarin's the only striker they've got signed up. Other than that, they've got a couple of wingers and some attacking midfielders, but there's no real strikers there. So maybe they're looking to grab a few players in this week, maybe before the start of the season, before we record. But if if you're scrapping about to get players in before the season starts, as we found out last season, it it can suddenly become tough and you end up picking up, you know, your your Jonathan Dinsays on the the last day of the the transfer window, don't you? And, and, And when you do that, you know you're in a mess, don't you? That's when you know it's tough and... Yeah, I think maybe they've probably got just about enough to stay away from trouble. But And, and in Harris, they've probably got a manager who's half-decent enough to, to, to guide them away from that. But it might be it's not going to be a straight re- return for me. I think it's going to be a few years at this level, possibly rebuilding their squad. And maybe in that time, they might get around to actually building in a way end, possibly might be a, a handy thing for them to do. For those who haven't been, Priestfield... You've probably seen it on the TV. There's a huge stand behind the goal, isn't there, Dan? So it's basically... A, it's, like, it's like those ones you see at the golf, isn't it? scaffolding yeah. stands a temporary stand that's been there for is it 20 when did you go down on, on that day on New Year's Eve was it was it there then for that, that no. famous game it wasn't no. right so but just after that basis it's around about the late 90s isn't it I think yeah I think it was there when we went with, to, to watch some uh, Brighton play against Carlo there wasn't it I think 
in the late 90s. So it's probably been there at least, at least 22, 23 years, which is astonishing. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> so that's Gillingham for you. Yeah, I, I have a feeling it's going to be a, t- a tough old year for them. Grimsby Town next. That's you, Dan, promoted from the National League last season. Yeah. Can you see uh, them getting a bit of momentum? I just think they'll just have a solid season. Uh, I don't think they're good enough to challenge. I don't think they're bad enough to go down. Uh, I think they'll be happy just to consolidate this season. Hmm. You look at the signings. Uh, Anthony Glennon from Burnley. Stephen Wern from Sunderland. Hmm. Uh, Niall Maher from Halifax was watched by one or two apparently yeah. so that's a decent signing one miss though uh, Ben Fox has gone to Northampton yeah you could that one well, and, you? yeah he's a good player isn't he I watched uh, I watched Grimsby three or four times in the playoffs and the end of season games and what a proper little Teddy in midfield that he is yeah, yeah he, really he, look, he looks built for League 2 yeah and he, he, I think he will actually be a good benefit to Northampton yeah, I'm surprised they let Eriko Sosa go. I, I'm really impressed with him. when I watched the playoff games on on BT Sport. I was really impressed with him as well. He looked really lively. Mm. I'm quite surprised to see him go. But um, but yeah, you're right. I think in terms of additions, they've they've, they've made some really solid additions. Otis Khan, he's one who, again one we targeted in the past. I think and yeah, he's he's one who just never fulfilled his potential. Has he? He's in, mm. Clubs just seem to take a punt on him every few, couple of years and just doesn't work, does it? He's, you'd hope he'd maybe get no. The best I, I, I just think they're going to be one of these conference teams that comes up and just has a, a fairly stress-free season and just gets used to being in the league again. Do you think a big bonus for them is their manager, Paul Hurst? He's someone, you know, obviously he had a tough time when he was at Ipswich. Yeah, he seems yeah. To, he seems to be really settled at Grimsby's a club where he really seems to excel, doesn't he? I mean, obviously yeah. they went down under him, but they really backed him yeah. to, to get them up. And when you look at the squad they had last season, to go up through the playoffs was a hell of an achievement for him, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, those those games against Wrexham were just crazy. You know, yeah. that Wrexham game was just... But a big, big shout to them for having one of the most glamorous friendlies. Mm. Uh, they were in Tenerife yesterday. Oh, wow. To play a CD Tenerife B team in a behind-closed-doors game and won 4-0. <laughs> I mean that's leaving it late to do preseason friendlies, isn't it? <laughs> Away the, the, from the, in, on, on the, the one at North Fenerby on Wednesday. Blimey! That's, that's, and that's, the pl- play Grimsby Borough on Tuesday. God, I'm guessing yeah. the Grimsby Borough game is going to be an eleven. What you tend to find is those games in the week before the season, it's an eleven. Uh, the the non-starters, aren't they? Basically, yeah. Yeah, so. but uh, yeah, no. I just think Grimsby will just have a solid settling in season. Yep. I think I agree with that. I think that it should be it should be a good one for them. Um, up next, Harrogate Town. I think Harrogate's one of mine. I, I, you were saying this to me, Dan. I think, aren't you? I think they're going to struggle. I mm. think it's going to be a tough one for Harrogate. I really do. I think I feel for them because you know they've, they've they've done an incredible job to get themselves in the league. And my, my big worry for Harrogate if they go back down before I get onto the main bit is they've dug up that pitch, which made a big difference to them and their community and the, you know the money they could gain from it. And now it's gone. And they're not going to re-put the pitch down again because they know if they come up, they then have to dig it up again, don't they? Mm. So it's it's one of those things, I think the EFL need to actually have a look at changing that rule potentially, don't they? I think because it's it's getting a bit what, silly. to ban them? Yeah, because at the end of the day, you can use them at international level for qualifiers and stuff, mm. can't you? You no, can no, use them in the FA Cup. 
Well, you would ban them. Grass. Well, I, I mean, no, I'm just saying that on the, on the, I would agree with you to an extent. I actually think yeah, it I know, be I know, Annan have one done in yeah. Scottish League yeah. Two. So. Yeah, I'd rather play on one of them 4G, 5G, whatever pitches than Newport's pitch of recent years. Put it that way. Well, well, I, I can exclusively reveal I've been tested out the 7G facility. <laughs> <laughs> Steve Pattinson once uh, suggested <laughs> at a forum, oh, and it brings back memories of QPR in the mid eighties. Yeah, I bet it would. I bet <laughs> it would. Oh god! Um, you see, there's ones in America now, don't you? Actually, for the the big like NFL scenes where they actually mm. they pull it out, don't they? And you go on, and Real Madrid are doing that with their new ground, aren't they? It's like. Well, don't you? God, the, the revamped Bernabeu, you be able to. It goes underneath the ground, doesn't it? And Tottenham does. Mad. Yeah, Tottenham has too. Mad, isn't it? Absolutely mad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, just looking through the, the the changes this season, I mean, they let a few players go. Mark Beck, one of the ones who, who's left them now. Um, Lewis Page, Connor Kirby, one who we tried to sign a couple of years ago, didn't we? Didn't work out for him there. Um, Aaron Martin left to go to Gateshead, so that's, that's an attacker for them, finally, isn't it? Um, but the ones coming in, they've got they signed a lad from York, a lad from Altrinham. Couple of lads alone from Huddersfield. Osterfield, I think, is one that is, it's a key one because I think we were quite interested in him, weren't we, Dan? From what we can gather, and and yeah, he um, he's one I think they were really keen to get back as well. So I think they're really pleased with that one. Speaking of yeah. Mark Beck, go on. Do you know where he signed for? We missed no, this I in don't. The board. No, no go he's on. back at Darlow. Is he? Oh, it's a good move for him then, isn't it? Yeah. I think he'll do well at the level. National League North, and between that and the National League, is probably good for him, isn't it? I think. Yeah, so good on him. But yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, well, another player they got in, uh, Joe Matic, which is quite a big name because he spent a lot of his career sort of Championship, League One. In fact, when he was young, I think did he come to Leicester? And what, I think the name rings the bell. Yeah, seems to remember. Big, big things were were thought of him, and he just never really kicked on. Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones, isn't it, where you're looking for oh, that's a big name, but then when you look, oh, why is he going to Harrogate? That's yeah, the first question exactly. you ask yourself, isn't it? You think, oh, hang on, maybe he actually isn't quite as good. I mean, he's 32 now as well, so, you know, he's, yeah. he's been around the block. He's been at quite a few clubs, actually, right? He's, he's been at Brighton. West, it was West Brom, he was at as well, Sheffield United. So he's, yeah, yeah well, he's done all Although Har- Har- Harrogate might be more of a location thing, because obviously it was at Rotherham. I think if you're going to go to a League Two club, you'd rather yeah. go to one. I mean, look at actually, yeah, before he before he went to Rotherham, obviously he was in League One last season, he pretty much exclusively played at sort of Championship and League One level, sorry, mm. Premier League sort of level mm. for clubs. So quite a drop down for him. But um, but yeah, I just feel like that they're working again with a very tight squad. I don't think they'll go down, but I think they'll be in the mix. Yeah, I think mm. if you look, they progressively sort of dropped down over the last few seasons, haven't they? And it's tough for these smaller clubs when they come up. If you don't kick on and get yourself up to like League One fairly quickly, the the novelty wears off, doesn't it? That's one of the problems you have. And again, I, I think they might have a really tough season. I mean, they're they're fifty to one to go up, so they're joint second favourites for relegation. Yeah, alongside Colchester, I should say. But obviously, you mentioned their Barrow are the favourites to go down at six six to one. So. Yeah, it's going to be a long, hard season for them, I think. And the thing is, though, if they do go down, they're not a club that I think they would actually struggle as a club if they did. I think they'd be quite prepared to sort of drop back down and sort of re-establish themselves almost, isn't it? So, so yeah, right. That's them done. Hartlepool United next. Yeah, that that's me. Mike. Um, yeah, well, I mean, they've lost 
I mean, they weren't very good last season, to be honest. They finished seventeenth, yeah. but they've lost a few key players, and their fans have been really concerned. And the the players that they've lost, uh, with the exception of Lee Molyneux, um, you know, Odessina went to Bradford, Omar Bogle went to Newport, and Neil Byrne went to Tranmere. They got fees for them, whereas the players they've brought in are pretty much all free. So. And I mean, Dan probably knows more about some of the players that brought in because most of them are from the Scottish leagues. Um, but yeah, for, for me, I, I think they're going to struggle. I really do. Dan, me and you have talked about Paul Hartley a bit, haven't we? Actually, the new manager um, and the fact that he will sign all these players from Scotland. Did a pretty good job at Cove Rangers. Didn't I know Cove Rangers are quite heavily backed, aren't they, as a, as a club? But he did a yeah, decent job yeah, then. Yeah. It's interesting they actually walked out on them. Now they've got to the Scottish Championship to go to Hartlepool. Mm. What's your? I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, for you, Mike, I think they might be a tough season because it, it is a mishmash of signings. Mm. I yeah. don't know if they'll be bottom six material, mm-hmm. but I think they're sort of the one of those low mid. I mean, they finished seventeenth last season. They could be similar this season: fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. I think look, looking at the turnover, it's certainly a consolidation because they've lost, they've had about eight out and 10 or 11 in. It's It, it happens everywhere now because of the size of contracts, but there's nothing really stands out that much about them. No, it's interesting the way that they're doing it as well, Hartlepool. I mean, it's like a lot of, a lot, a lot of clubs that come up from the National League now except the ones who've got big money, they find their managers get poached quite quickly, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they end up going, and then suddenly they're, they're stuck with having to bring someone in. Graham Lee came in, and he, he did okay. You know, he was basically, you know, 32 games he was in charge, 10 wins, 12 draws, and 10 defeats. Pretty middling, really, considering what he'd taken over. But, yeah, they, they seem to be having a particular strategy, don't they? In terms of this, this mm. summer, in terms of bringing in someone like Hartley and basically saying to him, go and exploit the Scottish market as much as you can and bring these players in. Whether they'll do as well, I don't really know. Um, the lad from Virginia Beach City is an interesting one, isn't it? Really, <laughs> I, I, I was just looking at that. That's a little bit different, isn't it's it? A random one, isn't it? Really, really random. But there's a couple of decent enough players in there. I mean, in terms of the ones, Molyneux is the one going out that you think, oh, that's a bit of a, a loss. Bar that, I think that, I mean, remember it, remember when they signed Omar Bogle and a lot of our fans were losing their heads about it? Yeah. How's that mm. one turned out? It, it, he's just not the same player he was. I don't don't see any reason getting too worried about it. In, in comparison, I think Christian Dennis is a far better signing for us than Omar Bogle ever was, so I'm I'm, I'm happy enough with that. Um, Ola Merlin's Martin Swift, ex-Blues both left. Ola Merlin's sorted himself out with a move to Wilson. God knows where Martin Smith mm. will turn up. Um I think Smith yeah. has turned up at um, one. Oh, is it South Shields? I think. Has he? Oh, that makes sense. Mm. In fact, yeah, you might be right. Actually, seems when we maybe mentioned that on the uh, the podcast. There's that many players go everywhere. You never remember, do you? Um, but yeah, I mean, they finished seventeenth last season. Mike, are you thinking pretty much the same? Then <laughs> not much movement from that. Yeah, well, I th- I think that they'll be in the mixer for relegation. I don't think they'll go down, but I'd, I'd have them as in the fight. To be honest. Mm. Interesting. Smith did sign for South Shields, by the way. Correct. Mm. Thank you, Dan. Always there ready to check up. Right. Up next, I think this is one of yours, Dan, isn't it? Leighton Orient. Not much (laughs) much happened there, has it? It's been very quiet for them. 
the finished thirteenth last season, Richie Wellens came in in the March. Yeah. They've signed three, there's four left, and there's not been much change. They had a lovely little pre-season tour of Portugal oh, nice early stuff. on. Uh, but, yeah, Leighton Orient, when, if someone said, name me a 12th place team in League 2, Leighton Orient would be the answer to me. Because it just... Mm. I think they've... I think one of them teams with a little bit of potential. If we got the right manager and a half decent squad, they could have a go. But do you think Wellens is that man? He did a good job at Swindon, didn't he? Yeah, possibly. Uh, made some bad career moves since then, though, wasn't he? That's the problem. Yeah, yeah. I, I made a, I made a nice pack when he got the Salford job, like. But, <laughs> but no, I just I think it's going to be much of a muchness for them. Mm. They finished thirteenth. I, they they probably think they're settled, you know. They may be looking yeah. at the playoffs, but do you, do you not think as well? Someone <laughs> like someone like George Monco coming in adds a bit of extra quality in there. Possibly, possibly. I mean, he's one straight. It's, I think we did say, didn't we? When we saw his signing, it was like bloody hell, that's a good signing for them, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely stood out. I mean, Theo Archibald was on loan there last season. He, you know, he's the one who practically assaulted. I, I think the one of them teams, if they're doing all right come January, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the January, whether they go for it or not. Yeah, but at the moment they just reek of that twelfth place. Yeah, I mean they've actually yeah. got one of the best. I, I think I've got about four teams finishing twelfth. Yeah, so. yeah, to be fair. <laughs> but so. you know what I mean? They're all teams that just—they're not going to be top yeah. three. They're nah, probably not top seven, and they're not bottom six. Okay. So that leaves eight places from yeah. you know eighth to seventeenth. Yeah. I'm looking and at they're bang smack in the middle of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just having a quick look at their squad. I mean, they've kept old Lawrence Vigoro as well, who's, you know, arguably one of the best goalkeepers in the division as well, isn't he? So that's a, a decent one for them. Adam Thompson gives them good experience at centre-back as well. Um, I mean, others, like, I mean, they've still got Darren Prattley there as well. You know, he's he, he's a 37 now. He'll be 38 by the end of the season. Um, yeah. Decent enough player. The one area I'd say is the lack is maybe a striker. They've got a big Harry Smith there, but... Oh, that then that's maybe where they're lacking a bit of something. But yeah. Interesting note: they've given uh, professional deals to it looks like four, four or five different young lads. Four four lads basically have come through there. You've set up. You don't looking for all the the club squads. I haven't noticed that as much actually. A lot of squads. There don't seem to be as many youth players coming through. So, Orion are always one that do that, though, aren't they? They're always keen to get a few, like us. They like to get young players through, don't they? Um, they pick up the scraps that the likes of Arsenal and uh, Tottenham and West Ham don't go for. Quite often, yeah. I mean, yeah, fair enough. Then mid table, we think they're going to be um, right. Next, it is it's me. It's Mansfield Town. Oof, I mean, they must be smarting a little bit from that playoff defeat <laughs> against uh, Port Vale. They they did not turn up that day, did they? I think it's fair to say. No, no. They had a really bad day at the office. Um, obviously, the red card being the the uh, you know the cherry on the cake really for the whole thing. It, it just what it was not a good game for them. Um, much more expecting they've had heavy investment over the recent years they have got the oldest average age squad in the division at 27.4 years old is the average age of their squad and I mean the squad size as well 24 so it's not like a tiny squad either so yeah Mansfield Town I mean not made a huge amount of changes though have they when you look at it only made two permanent signings Haram Boiteng from MK Dons does stand out as a good sign there, doesn't he? I think he's one a lot of people said, oh, that, that's a decent one. Um, yeah. 
Scott Flinders coming in as a goalkeeper, you know, I mean, he's just solid, isn't he? Basically, he's a you mm. back up to your first choice. They've they've lost a uh, Bishop, haven't they? He was from, on loan from Man United. He's been in their first team squad actually during pre season. But they've got um, uh, Christy Pym, who was uh, solid at Exeter for a few years. Solid, but he's small, isn't he? He's mm-hmm. not the biggest. I'm not. I'm not a huge but I think, fan of I think his. he's bang on six foot, isn't he? Yeah, he's one of those ones. I think if you if you put a big man on him, he struggles a little bit. I'm not. Yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see him standing alongside uh, old uh, Thomas Holy, wouldn't it? Really, see how yeah. com- compare his goalkeepers. Um, I mean, the other two load signings are two lads from Nottingham Forest that I don't really know too much about. But I mean, imagine Clough's Riley Riley Harbottle is well thought of in Nottingham Forest. Oh, there you go. So yeah, he's, yeah, I think he's just signed a new two-year deal. Yeah, and Clough's going to know a lot, a lot about him, isn't he? Yeah, basically, yeah, so yeah. that's that's fair enough. In pre-season results, I mean, sorry, in terms of the squad. Still a lot of quality in there, though, isn't it? I think they've built up a really good squad over recent years. I think that's why they're kind of looking for it. Well, actually, don't really need to make a huge amount of changes this summer. Let the loan players go back. They'll probably get a couple more loans, I think, in before the end of August. John Joe Tills, one at centre-back straight away. You're like, he's, you know, I think most clubs at this level would like a player like him in their squad, wouldn't they? Mm. Um, maybe not so much his disciplinary record, but, you know, it goes, goes with the territory, I guess. Um uh, yeah, beyond that, you know, you've got your Kieran, Kieran Wallace, Stephen Quinn's got a quality at this level, James Pierce as well, Lapsley. Do you do you see them as being top three as opposed to top seven now? That's that's where I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence a bit on that. I, I think, mm, me I too, think, me too. I think the big difference is a manager like Clough. I think he's the kind of manager who could get them to be a top three side. One mm. thing worth noting is Clough's contract runs out at the end of this season. So if he doesn't get them up, that's well, probably he, him finished there, you think. He basically used 2021 to sort them out, didn't he? Yeah. 21, 22, they just missed playoffs. out the playoffs. So he's probably so, hoping that this is the final chance to click on. Not making a massive amount of change suggests that he's actually quite fair, you know, fairly happy mm. with what he's got there, I think. And I think they made a few signings in January, didn't they? And they're, they're probably going to start to establish themselves. I can see them being top three. I think if they get, if, 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 if they get off to a good start as well and they get a couple more signings in, which I imagine they will. I can see them being there. Interesting first game for them away at Salford, though. That that could be a a bit of a, a test for them, depending on how Salford, which Salford turns up. You, you never know with them, really. Yeah. That's half the problem. So, so yeah, I, I, I think it'll be a... I, I, I can see them doing really well this season. I, I, I don't think losing the playoff is going to dent their confidence at all. And I think it's the manager that makes the big difference there, isn't it, really? He's the one who can, who can really get them to the next height. But um, if they don't, it could go badly wrong. <laughs> that's the one thing. If they don't, if they don't start well, that's one where I could see it really ending in tears. Because obviously, like I said, he's out of contract <laughs> at the end of the season. So tough one for him. Um, that's Mansfield covered. Uh, Newport County next, Mike. That's uh, me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, last season, I think we all probably tipped them to be playoffs or promotion. Yeah. I think. Um, and obviously they ended up finishing 11th. Um, I think they're obviously going to miss uh, the goals from uh, Telford. Um, and some of the, the another one of their signings. I mean, one of them that they've that they've brought in, uh, Will Evans from Barla Town, mm. doesn't have a Wikipedia page. So Wonderful. read into that what you will. It basically just means that Welsh league players don't get Wikipedia pages. <laughs> That's all. Well, it is. Yeah, but I think yeah. I think he's one who's done really well in the Welsh league. I think. I'm yeah, sure. he has. Yeah, yeah. I think he he scored like twelve goals as a winger, which is yeah. it's all right. Pretty good. Um, 
Yeah, and as usual, they'll get some Cardiff re- rejects. Um, I think... I, but, I mean, they've got Bogle and Zanzala mm. as sort of the goal scorers now that Telford's gone. And, yeah, I, I, I can't see past them finishing mid-table, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think I'd agree. Matt Dolan's the key man for me for them. He, he's an excellent player. And he's one of those ones you look and you think, why has he not really gone to a higher level? Because every time I see him play, he's a really, really good player. But he, they, they just, he just doesn't seem to get that big move, does he? I know, he was, he, you know he's been at Borough in the past, obviously, where he started out. And then he obviously went to Hartlepool. But, but yeah, it, just, it seems a really weird when he's been there for what? Yeah, he signed in the summer of 2017. And he's never really gone into the next level. <coughs> It's quite a disappointment. Adam Lewis on loan as well from um, from Liverpool. He's had a few loan spells as well elsewhere, hasn't he? Maybe not quite kicked on, but he's played a few first team games for Liverpool, like cup games yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so he's probably quite well thought of there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how he gets on too. So, so yeah, again, are we basically saying they're a spam team, Mike? Yeah, they're going to finish twelfth as well. Okay, <laughs> they get twelve. Are they basically all going to finish on the same number of points? With yeah. the same number of goals. With a zero goal difference. And basically, they're, they're, they're going to be decided in alphabetical order. Well, all, every game they play against each other will be one all. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way it'll work. Uh, well, there you go. So that, that's Newport, another spam club. Uh, next up, a club I don't think is going to be a spam club. I don't know what you think, Dan. Northampton Town. I think, they I, could, I think they're going to have I a good agree. season. I agree. I'm yeah. going to confidently say they're going to be top three, I think. I really yeah. do. Uh, they've, they've lost a couple because they lost the keeper Liam Roberts uh, turned the contract down went to Middlesbrough yeah. you can't blame him yeah. and Fraser Horsfall the Stockport pound was waived and off he went but looking at the players they've brought in you know they brought Lee Burgeon from Sunderland to replace Roberts that's a good signing as I said earlier, talking about Grimsby, Ben Fox has come in. Mm. Danny Hilton from Luton. I mean, Hilton's That's the one that stands out. Isn't very it? Good yeah. And Sam Sherrin from Bournemouth. There was a whole host of clubs after this yeah. lad. Yeah. And they, they went undisclosed on him. And they also went undisclosed on uh, Odimeo from Swindon. Mm. You know, so they've obviously been prepared to pay a little bit to get these players. And I just think... I actually, I actually tipped them to do bad last year, and for the first half of the season, I was right. And then they clicked, didn't they? Yeah. And they climbed up, and they got the playoffs, and they were, they were quite unlucky not to go up automatically. Well, yeah. Bristol Rovers seven nil over Scunthorpe <laughs> did that, didn't it? That's but ridiculous, I, that isn't it? I, I don't think they'll be relying on that this season, and I, I think they're going to have a brilliant season. Yeah, I think the one you thing... can tell the John Guthrie as well, didn't he? The uh... Centre back who was massive for them. I think he was team of the year. Yeah, I think the one thing that stood out for me when we played them was they didn't have a striker. They didn't have a focal point, and Hilton is that, isn't he? He's an experienced head. Mm. He's going to be an absolute pain in the backside for it. I mean, he's one of those players you absolutely hate when he plays for an opposition. But you think it's mm. like a joke, and you think, oh, I'd love to have him in our squad though. You'd absolutely. I mean, if he was at Brunton Park, he'd be a legend, wouldn't he? We absolutely love him. <laughs> You know, you've got your established, like, your Hoskins, your Mitch Pinnock, yeah. McWilliams, you know, there's, there's solid players here, eh? there really yeah. is. Yeah, definitely, he's one I really, I really and like. I mean. Like they say, Hilton may be 33, but he knows how to score goals. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And I've, I've, the ex-Blues link in there still with Jack Sowerby, obviously. Um, mm. 
Ben, as you mentioned, Ben Fox, I think he would look great for, for Grimsby as well. So I think that is genuinely a really, really good signing. So, like I said, I, I like the look of their squad. Lee Burge as well. You mentioned Lee Burge. I, funny enough, I had heard a rumour that we were quite keen on him. So, uh, good Sorry, signing for them. Thanks, Alexa. Um, Alexa isn't sure. Well, no, she's not sure. She isn't. No, fair what, enough. What's she saying? Top seven? Yeah, maybe she is. Maybe she is. Um, that's the second appearance this season for Alexa, isn't it? <laughs> she gets about. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd agree. With you. I, I think they're going to be right up there. I, I, I can't see anything otherwise. I think they'll be a, yeah. a tough team to beat. So there you go. Right, so I think that's uh, the end of part two then. What's well, a free part of this week? That's a busy one, isn't it? There you go. So uh, we'll just take a little break and then we'll it's be back. A good, it's a good job our stock players, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is very good, isn't it? But there you go. Here's part three. Hi, it's Morgan Feeney and you're listening to The Brunt and Bugle. Bootle's finest there. Morgan Feeney with his uh, little bit there. Up next, uh, it's Rochdale. And as usual, we always give this one to Mike because Mike's got a mate who's a Rochdale fan so he can get us a bit of a gen. So... Mike, what are we thinking? Are they going to be a spam team? Are they going to you know, be round about where they were last season or is it going to be another tough one for them? I think they might finish 12th as well. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I mean, my mate was saying that, you know, because obviously they played well against us mm-hmm. in that game at Brunton Park, but they were just lacking that bit in the final third. And he said that Ian Henderson, who they've obviously brought in, is exactly what they've been missing. Um, but they've lost... A couple of players as well. Um, Owen O'Connell went to Charlton, um, who I think would be a big loss. Yeah, uh, and Corey O'Keefe to Forest Green as well. Corey O'Keefe's a weird one because they they had him on loan and then they made an effort to really sign him in the January, and then come the summer he's gone. <laughs> I mm. think that's to replace Kane Wilson, though, isn't it? Because I think he left Forest Green to go to Bristol City. So, yeah. Uh, so yeah. Um, but yeah, Henderson is only four goals away from Ben Rochdale's all-time top goal scorer. Which isn't something that you see happen too often at this no. level. Bringing him back is an interesting one, isn't it? Because he's not young. <laughs> it's fair. How no. old is he now? Is he 39, 40? Near enough? Yeah. But yeah. I, I think he, he you know, because he didn't set the world alight at Salford, but I think he still averaged like a goal every three games or so. Which... Salford was a weird setup, though. The team wasn't really yeah. built around him, was it? Where she was no. at Rochdale when he was there first time. So, so yeah, is the feeling amongst Rochdale fans that they're confident or they. They, 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 they just think that they're gonna sort of. It's gonna be pretty mid-table. Um, in fact, he actually messaged me and said that he reckons I'll finish about twelfth. So that's not just me saying. Oh, well, that, well, there you go. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm looking at it, it's 37 Henderson. That's a double check. That just to see how old he was. Mm. Um, yeah, it's mm, it's interesting, isn't it? I'm looking at their squad. That it's Finn again. They've only got one goalkeeper. Mm. I know. I know. You could argue we've only got one, but we've got two young lads at least that we could very high love. Apparently, um, yeah. No, it's, it's it's not a massive amount of different from last season, is, is it? Rochdale squad. Mm. I think it's fair to say. I'd mm, interesting to see how they get on um, in terms of other summer signings. Like I said, Ebanks Landell's a pretty decent one as well, I suppose, at centre back. But yeah, mid table spam. I think we're going for for Rochdale. Then there yeah. you go. Um, up next, it is Salford City. Dan, are we finally going to either well, see them go up or are we going to not predict them to go up? Or it, it's What are we thinking? They've been a disappointment since they came in the league. I'm sure they'd be the first to admit. Yeah. But And they've got a very small squad. They've, I think they've still got more to come in because they've only got about 18, 20 players. Hmm. 
But I've been quite impressed with a couple of the signings. I mean, obviously, we know all about Elliot Watt. Yeah. Stevie Mallon, I think that's a brilliant signing for them. Hmm. He's actually come from Yeni Malatiaspor in Turkey. Where was he, he was, that? He was at St. Mirren. Okay. Then he went to Barnsley. It didn't really happen. And he was at Hibs for three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's a good midfielder who gets the odd goal. Uh, Elliot Simos is an interesting one. He's a winger. And he plays for Angola. He actually started out at Benfica and Sporting and turned out for FC United before a move to Barnsley. And he got picked up by Nancy in France, but now he's at Salford. Is he just a groundhopper or something? Like, a ground- <laughs> yeah. I think his, his agent loves like a commission <laughs> yeah, but for every does. time he moves. Well, they've, they've, they've paid money to get... Uh, Ryan Leak from Burton, yeah. that was undisclosed. And you look at the outgoings, and they've got rid of a lot of dross. Mm. I mean, apart from, I mean, well, yeah, a lot of dross when you look at it because they're all signing for Oldham, Morecambe, Rochdale type. I mean, you'd argue Henderson was a was a, a good player, and it just maybe this the, what they're trying to do is they're trying to almost cut the cloth a bit better, aren't they? They're trying to be a yeah. bit. Bit more sensible in the way they sign players now, aren't they? Rather than just yeah. throwing money at some of the bigger players in the division. I mean, as you mentioned there, Henderson obviously he's gone back to, to Rochdale. It's fair enough. I mean, that Elliot, Elliot that yeah. Elliot Simos, um, there was a video of one of the worst penalties ever from him, um, and it, it was it was one of them. He did he did one of them funny run ups. And it probably went about ten yards wide of the goal. <laughs> so, Nothing better than that, is there? Really? Yeah. But yeah, that's, it's a fair point. I don't I mean that? Like I said, there's a lot of bang average players they've basically got rid of, and you know. I actually the think they might do a little bit better than they have done, but I don't think they'll be top three certainly. But I think they've got an outside chance of the playoffs. Oh, interesting. Okay, so you're going depend, for that. depend, depending on who they bring in, because they, they definitely need a couple more. Mm. But, I mean, finished tenth last season. The odds are eight to one. The the third favourites joint with um, I think it, I can't remember who else is joint third favourites. Maybe Mansfield actually. Um, that seems a bit generous, doesn't yeah. it? I think as you said, there, I think I think they will do better, but I can't see them being top three. Mm. Um, quick thoughts before we move on on the manager Neil Wood. Interesting appointment, isn't it? Manchester United under twenty three manager was. I always remember signing him on football on it was like championship <laughs> football manager all the time for Man United's uh, reserves and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. The good goal scorer he was, but yeah, never really made it as a player, did he? Um, in, really interesting move, isn't it, to go from Manchester under twenty three to? Yeah, I mean, obviously you know the connections and stuff, but mm. it's a risky move from them rather than go for a, you know an experienced manager who knows the division. It's, but I would have thought with him that they'd have got a couple of Manchester United loanees in by now. I wonder if they Man haven't Un- yet. I wonder if Man United, obviously with Eric Ten Hag going there, that basically the the, the they're just the waiting. They want to have a good look at the young players because a mm, lot of them yeah. have actually gone out with the squad to Australia and stuff like that. I think this summer. because mm. I, 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 I was wondering if that's one for us, maybe and maybe not till January that Simo can have a word with good old Steve McLaren and. <laughs> And say to him, any chance, any chance of a young lad coming here? I'm sure we will get some at some point in the future if if, if he's still there as assistant manager. Um, yeah, I think I agree. Yeah, I think they'll probably do a little bit better than last season. It'll massively depend on you know whether they can get a couple more faces in. I think before the season starts because it is a small squad again, another club that 
they've only got one goalkeeper signed up at the moment. So a lot of these clubs are taking a bit of a risk, aren't they? I think it's it's fair to say. Uh, there must be a lot of jobbing goalkeepers out there at the moment just desperate to get a move somewhere because <laughs> a lot of these clubs just aren't signing them by the looks of things. Up next, uh, it's me, I think. It's Stevenage. Team that uh, finished just above Barrow last season in 21st place. I think they're going to do a lot better this season. And I think it's partly down to the manager they've got in as much of, you know, he's a reprehensible character at times. He's a very good manager, Steve Evans. Can't be doubted. He, you know, he, he, at a Gillingham, you look at maybe, yeah, he struggled there a bit. But it feels like he's been given a bit of a free reign at Steven. He's to bring in the players he wants and make the changes he wants. I mean, I mean, in terms of squad changes for a club this season, a huge turnover there. 10 new faces have come in, 16 departures over the summer. Now, that doesn't even include loan players going back and that kind of thing. Working with a slightly tighter squad this time around, I think, by looks of things, in terms of those players going. Pre-season... They've had some cracking... I'll tell you what, you talk about glamorous uh, pre-season friendlies, Dan. How about this opening friendly for Stevenage on the 2nd of July? Travel to Jersey, to St. Helier, to face Jersey Bulls, beating them 4-0 in pre-season. Disappointingly, Jersey Bulls are not going to be in the uh, FA Cup, are they, this season? I think we, yeah. we saw something about that. They were they originally were going to be in it, but they've they've pulled out, sadly. That's a real shame. Um, but yeah, so they've had some... I mean, they've, they've beat West Brom 2-0. Um, they beat Derby County 1-0 as well. They drew 1-1 with Peterborough. They haven't lost a pre-season game. They've had a couple of draws against um, Peterborough, as you mentioned that, and uh, Peterborough Sports. But I suspect the Peterborough Sports one might have been a Stevenage 11 rather than a, a first-team one. But, yeah, I, I, I just have this feeling when you look at the squad they've got, they're going to do a bit. I mean, Pierre Gianni, you might look, oh, you signed a player there from Oldham. But I think we all agree he's a decent player at this level, isn't he? He was one of the good, better Oldham players. Good mm. centre-back. Aaron Chapman, he's brought in from Gillingham. He must be someone he knows, so he's clearly someone he trusts. So there's a chance he's going to be good. Bostwick, obviously, he was on loan there, wasn't he? I think at the end of last season for Burn. He signed permanently. Danny Rose. Wasn't so great for Northampton against us last season, but he always scores against us, doesn't he? Whichever club he's at. So he's one. I mean, Max Clark from Rochdale. I think he seems to have been being quite decent. Dan Sweeney from Forest Green. You know, he'd been there for a few years and done really well there. A couple of lone players that we're not going to know too much about, obviously, from, from you know Aberdeen, Fulham and Norwich. But they cleared a lot of Deadwood out, didn't they? I mean, Scott, Scott Cuthbert left there after so many years. Ben Coke is one we, and Luke Prosser we went on about, but they, they barely played. It feels mm. like they've cleared the decks here to get a bit of money and to bring these players in. And I wouldn't be surprised if a couple more come in before the end of the window. I don't know what your thoughts are on this one, Dan. Do you think they can do a bit better? I think they can do better. Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're good enough to challenge top seven. Go on, where are, you gonna, where are they going to finish? Are they going to finish there? 13th. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but there you go. I, I, I genuinely think they could do a lot better than last season. But then again, I did think that last season with them. I think I put them down with the Dark Horse ends. I need to be very careful about what I think when we do the predictions in, in just a minute or two. Um, yeah, I, I think they're going to do better. Mike, any thoughts on that as well? Are you, are you, yeah, I think that, I mean, I'd have them, relatively speaking, with their odds, I'd maybe have them as a bit of a dark horse. Um, I think 40 to 1 are very long for them. I, I don't yeah. think they're 40 to 1, but I don't no. really don't. So. No. They could be worth a look on the handicap list, which will be out this week. Oh, we'll have a look at that one, definitely. Definitely have a look at that one, because I, I fancy them to do not too bad. 
Uh, up next is uh, Stockport County. Mike, you've got the big boys. The, I, think, yeah. I, think, I think everyone agrees these guys are the favourites. Six to one. The bookies, uh, pretty much every bookie's got them as favourites. Finished first in the National League last season as champions. Didn't quite run away with it in the end. They, Wrexham did nearly catch them, but obviously didn't work quite work out. But with the money behind them, surely they're going to be right up there, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, they haven't needed to do a lot this summer, to be honest, because they already had a lot of like League One yeah. pedigree in, in, in the squad. Um, I mean, Kyle Wooten signed from uh, Notts County. I think he scored like 19 for Notts County last season. Yeah, they like picking um, off the other National League clubs, don't they? A lot of these National yeah, League clubs. Yeah, yeah. And, um, and uh, obviously, Fraser Horsfall from Northampton. I think he's the lad that did that handball yeah. against us. Which again um, cost them a cost them a top three place that yeah exactly <laughs> and uh, Callum Camps from Fleetwood is obviously a, a, a good signing yeah um, I, I can't see past top three for them I really can't yeah I, I, I just, like I said when you look through the squad there's so much quite I mean adding Camps to midfield where you've already got Anthony Sarsovich in there is just that's mm. just that shouldn't be allowed it's disgusting <laughs> quite frankly I mean Elliot Newby in there is a pretty decent player I seem to remember as well a lot of players I don't recognise here, but I don't watch National League close enough. You watch it a lot more closer than I do, Dan. Paddy Madden in attack as well. You may expect to score plenty of goals. I think yeah, I, yeah. I won't be surprised if Scott Quigley did leave this summer because he doesn't seem to have quite settled there, has he? Uh, Ollie, mm. Ollie Crankshaw was one we watched as well, wasn't he? I think he was one we were watching when he was at Wigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you clearly don't disagree with that, do you, Dan? They're going to be top three. Not at all. Uh, again, top three for me. Yeah. Uh, whether they win it, we'll wait to our predictions at the end. Yeah. But I'd be very surprised if they weren't. Yeah, they're, they're, there's just so much quality in there. And I think in someone like Madden, who's obviously scored in the Football League before as well, they've got a great striker there too. And Wooten's someone they're going to obviously back to, to take his form from the National League into the uh, into the EFL as well. I mean, the fact that they've been able to loan out a few players to other league clubs as well it tells you all you need to know, doesn't it? Obviously, Ben Whitfield's gone from from them to Barrow and obviously we've got Ben Barkley in and they've loaned a few more players out to National League clubs. They're quite comfortable, aren't they, with with their lot? I think it's fair to say. I don't we need to go into a huge amount more detail because it's just depressing the amount of money they've got <laughs> behind them, isn't it? They're, mm. they're just going to be right up there. So yeah, let's... let's... And they're a, they're a big club as well, you know. They're not one of these sort of new money, yeah. small clubs. I don't they think are actually a, a quite a big there's club. A, there's a big article in the Daily Mail today about mm. them in the sport. Uh it's actually up on uh, Cumbrian's forum. Yeah. And it sold like 5,500 season tickets. Yes. You know. Right. Mm-hmm. Matt Janssen's a part of the recruitment side there as well, isn't he? I think now he's gone back there. Yeah. And, and, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's hard to see beyond them, really. I mean, they yeah, it's just, just the way it is, isn't it? And, and I think a lot of the younger fans might not realise they were in the championship for quite a while, weren't they? <laughs> and yeah. they were, they were, they went on some incredible cup runs back in the day, too. So, so there you go. Uh, next up, Dan, you've got Sutton United. I think we kind of agree. I mean, I, I thought at first they'd lost a lot more players. They haven't lost that many. But when you look at the summer recruitment, I'm, it, it's a tough one well, to judge, isn't you it? Say, you say they haven't lost many. Lone players, yeah, of course. They're not they've, they've lost They've lost the keeper. Yes. ex Carlisle player, Dean Bruzansnis. Yeah, he's not listed here for some reason. I'm not sure why he wasn't listed yeah. here. I got, but... uh, David Adjaboy, who was probably the star winger gone to Peterborough that's a typical Peterborough signing isn't it yeah <laughs> you know picking picking up for undisclosed and we'll sell on for a couple of million yeah possibly you know Richie Bennett played a bit for them he's gone and when you look at the players have brought in it's not much there I mean Kwame Thomas is a striker from Re- so we had him on trial yeah 
Mm. Not not the greatest. You know, the signing players from Whitby Town, Loughborough University, <laughs> and Hamron Spartans in Malta. Well, Luke Gambin, to be fair, has played at a higher level than that. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's yeah. a Maltese lad, isn't he? That's why he went there. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that he's gone out there and now suddenly come back and he's going to Sutton. Yeah. I think I think Sutton had a classic overachieved on the first season and are really going to struggle next season. Sam Hart's an interesting one, isn't he? He was the lad who, was, who looked quite decent for Oldham, didn't he? I think when we played mm. him, I seem to remember the left. Was he the left back? So that's quite an interesting signing. But yeah, I, I agree with you. I have, I have a look and I think... Especially if they've lost the lad who was on loan from Millwall as well. He's obviously gone back there. He's yeah, yeah. Two seasons and, I mean, they're, they're yeah. similar to Wimbledon. In that they'll always get a player from Palace, Millwall, Charlton. You know, they've got those options. But yeah, I, I just, I, I really think they're going to really struggle. I, I really do. I kind of feel like they remind me a bit more of um, of Dagenham and Redbridge. Uh, they pick up mm. those those obscure non-league players from like the, the London scene. That you're like, bloody hell, where's he come from? Sort of thing. You don't, you, you never, you never heard of them before. That kind of thing. That's why I kind of, I kind of look at them when I see them. But it all ran out for Dagenham then, didn't it? You, there's only so many times you can recycle that market. Yeah, And you will find the better players will stay in the national league on the better money. Yeah, and and the frustrating thing is for them as well. It's again the same with Harrogate. They've digged up that, they've dug up that pitch. Mm. <laughs> And now, if they go down, well, they can't re- re- replace it, can they? I, I, I think... will. I will happily never go there ever again after where I was there. <laughs> well, it was. It was. A bit, it was terrible, wasn't it? Yeah. Only problem is, who we playing last game of the season? Sutton yeah. away. So if we want to watch some of those boys lift the trophy, then we're going to have to go down, aren't we? Really? So we've got no real choice. So there you go. Um, Swindon Town next. I think that's one for me. I think it's my last one actually. Um, they're an interesting conundrum. I think. Really, I mean, I think everyone thought they were going to struggle last season because everything was done so last minute and everything happened really quickly. And it, so, But it clicked, didn't it? Oh, ben really Garner did an incredible job there. I mean, when you look back at it, actually, and considering, you know, the, the way he was bad-mouthed by Joey Barton, and yeah, obviously Bristol Rovers went up in the end, so he maybe thinks he's got the last laugh. But yeah, the, to, to get into the playoffs was, was an incredible achievement. And obviously, get playing Man City in the FA Cup too. Ben Garner's stock clearly rose quite a lot because... He ended up leaving the club to go to Charlton in the summer. That was a really protracted process, wasn't it, though? Because it was said mm. that for about two or three weeks he was gone, basically, but no, neither club announced it for some weird reason. Then after about two or three weeks, they finally did announce it, which left him in a bit of limbo. He's also took three players with him. Yeah, he took three players. And, and, it took and a, go on. Jack Payne is a standout for me there. Yeah, it's an interesting he, one. he was one of their... Well, we all know who the main player was last season. Yeah, we'll but talk about aside, him. Aside, aside from him... Jack Payne seemed to be one who helped them tick a lot, you know. And, and the keeper, Wallacott, was really highly thought of as well. So, yeah, losing yeah. him. So, I mean, they've replaced Garner with his assistant, Scott Lindsay. A risky one, that one, I think. I know they might think, you know, he was part of the team and he might do it. It doesn't always work that way, does it? It's, it's, mm. it's, a, it's always a bit of a gamble, that. And they've had a big turnover in terms of players they've brought in. I think maybe they've been padding out the squad a bit more than it was last season. They had a lot. I think they had five lone players go as well on top of the, the, the players that actually were. I mean, they've lost... In terms of actual players contracted, they've lost, I'm um, just counting it, eight players. But I think there was five loanees as well. So actually, they're probably about the same as they were. But actually, looking through the ones they brought in, I mean, I know Reese Devine from Man United might look up, but he didn't look that great when we played against Walsall. I wasn't that impressed with him. Um, Jacob Wakeling, was he at Barrow last season, I seem to remember? He didn't pull up any trees when he was there, from what, from what I recall. A few players, undisclosed fees from bigger clubs, obviously, 
Hutton from Barrow as well. Yeah, and I'm just looking at him thinking, oh, I'm not... Adeloye from, from Air is an interesting one because he's one we thought was on trial when we were trying to work out the trial. He's someone, he looked very like him, didn't he? But he's the latest, he scored a few goals for Air last season. He's an interesting signing, I think. I personally think they're not going to do as well as they did last season. 16 to 1 odds. I think they're probably about right or maybe slightly generous. I think mm. the, 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 the amount of turnover is going to make it tough. I think they might have a slower start and struggle to get themselves up there. I I can't see them doing as well. I don't, I don't know what you guys think. I, I, I think the, obviously they're, they're having a big turnover. Obviously, while he's still there, they've always got that. Let's mention his yeah. name, God. Harry McGurdy. He's got that X factor, hasn't he? he, he everyone's favourite th- pass. I, th- I think they could still be top 10, but I think they might struggle to just make the playoffs. Yeah. I think they're on the borderline, if you know what I mean. Not had a great pre-season, I should say, as well, actually. And they've, looking at the fixtures they've played, they've played our old friends Melksham Town, that we mentioned a lot yeah. last season, remember? They they beat them 3-2, but then they lost 2-0 to Swindon Supermarine in a local like, derby as the non-league side. They beat Woking 4-0, but then they've lost 1-0 to Eastleigh and then 2-0 to... Sorry, 4-2 to Cardiff. They've got another game. They played another game that day at Worthing, so they may be split squad, I don't know. But... Yeah, they've not played a huge amount of games either in preseason, so that disruption with the manager going might have caused mm. a few issues in terms of preparation as well. It's a tough one to say. So yeah, See, I, 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 I think they could actually make the playoffs oh, to okay. be to, to be bold and go against the grain a little bit because um, okay. their takeover last summer surprise. No, mm. but it's, it's 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 how quickly. But then again, it, w- it wouldn't surprise if it never either. No, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, before we move on to the last two clubs, I've got to give a mention here. The fact that we, both me and you, Dan, you did the preview for, for the Brooklyn Bugle in 442 magazine, didn't you? Um, so if, if you haven't got that, go out and get a copy. You can read what Dan has to say about our season. Um, interesting, one of the questions was obviously asking anyone who's the opposition player you, you, you hate or whatever, or something some along those lines, wasn't it? And... And interestingly, <laughs> Harry McCurdy was mentioned by about 90% of the, the fans on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Um, right, let's bash through these last two as well, guys. Um, Tranmere Rovers? Mike. Yeah, well, obviously last season they finished ninth, didn't they? And uh, they were two points off the playoffs, thanks to Toby Showsilver. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, I mean, last at the start of last season, I questioned where the goals were going to come from. And they brought in Kane Hemmings in January, who seems to be their main goal threat. Um, but for me, I think if he gets injured, I can't see where their goals are coming from so much. Um, they're quite reliant on him. Yeah, I'm looking through the signings, and there's no like John Nolan and Paul Lewis who in you know, interest when Paul Lewis obviously coming back. Um, but yeah, the, the rest. Hmm, it's much of a muchness. It's hard to judge, isn't it? Because you don't, quite often you see these names, you don't actually know anything about them, so you don't know if they're going to be good players or not. But, <clears throat> but yeah, in terms of, they, they cleared a lot of Deadwood out. It's probably fair to say. Obviously, the likes of McManaman, Spearing, Knight, Percival, Maynard. Who signed and, for Kidderminster. Who was that signed for Kidderminster, sorry? Knight Percival. Oh, did he? Oh, okay. Oh, it's an interesting one, that one. I mean, he's coming towards the end of his career now, isn't he? I think it's fair to say. Um, but yeah, they've cleared a lot out. I suppose they've got a good manager in Mellon, and that's the one thing he'd maybe back to, to help them a little bit there. But they're sixteen to one again. They've probably 
I think it's probably about fair, maybe a little bit generous. I would I would say top half. I personally can't see them making the playoffs. I know some people are maybe tipping them too, but I can't see that. I think they need a couple more signings, don't they? I think maybe mm. to give themselves a, a chance of doing it. So, see, so yeah, I think we're in agreement on that one. And uh, the final club up, Walsall, done. Interesting summer for them, isn't it? With the, the money yeah. from Poundland. Big, big turnaround. Uh, yeah. Players out, a hell of a lot of players in. Mike Flynn obviously took over in February. They finished 16th last season, and I think they're going to improve, but similar to Tranmere, I don't think they're just quite good enough to get top seven. Yeah. The top ten wouldn't be a surprise, but they've made some strange signings. Obviously, we know Joe Riley went there, but yeah. Brandon Comley going in there. Well, we had him on trial, mm. and we decided he wasn't mm. good enough. For last and he went to, he went to Dagenham. Dagenham. Uh, Peter Usual. Clark from Tranmere, I mean, Christ, what age is he now? 40. He's 40 yeah. He turns 41 in January. Yeah, so, so yeah, but, but I mean, you say that he, he played pretty much every game for for Tranmere last yeah, season, didn't yeah. he? So he's still mm, yeah. and a, and he, he links up with Manny Monta, who was with him at Tranmere. So I wonder if there's a little bit of a thinking there, mm. possibly. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, Riley's one of those ones we were sort of in agreement, weren't we? We, we were a bit, I mean, a little bit disappointed he's gone, but not that fussed really, were we? And, and seeing what we brought in, I'm fairly happy now. I'm not, I'm not really that bothered. Yeah. Um, yeah, a real mishmash of signings, I think it's fair to say. Um, yeah. I agree with you. I think they'll do a little bit better. I think this yeah. mid-table in League 2 is going to be jam-packed this season. I think it's fair to say. I think the big thing for them is someone having someone like Mike Flynn in charge, isn't it? You know, he's got fairly decent contacts and did a great job at Newport. That that might be the thing that lifts them to the next level, possibly. So there you go. But that's all the clubs yeah. covered. So it's, it's the only thing left to do, guys, is do our predictions mm-hmm. for this season. People might have got a slight idea from some of them there from listening to what we've got to say. So let's start up with uh, the general predictions before we do the Kalinay predictions. So first up, who do you think are going to be champions this season? Dan, you go first. Northampton. Oh, wow. I did not see that coming. Oh, wow. Okay. Northampton. What are you going for, Mike? Northampton. I'm genuinely surprised. I, I thought you were both going to say Stockport Kite, which is the club I've picked. Hmm. I'm oh, okay. Fair enough. No, that's that's. I wouldn't disagree with that because you'll find out in a minute. Um, what we're we going to go for the other two promoted teams? Stockport. Okay. Yep. And I really don't know on the third one. I've got about three teams all together. Yep. And now Mansfield, Bradford. I just don't know. I'll say Bradford, but I okay. wouldn't be. I wouldn't be surprised if another. Okay, fair enough. Mike, what are you going for? I laughed then because I had Stockport and Bradford as well. Oh, well, there you go. Funny enough, I've gone for Northampton Town as one of my other promoted teams and Mansfield Town. So we're all fairly similar there. You know, we're not, we're not too far off, are we, really? Okay, then let's get on to the playoffs now then. Uh, Mike, you can go first this time. Who do you reckon you're going to go for for the playoffs? Uh, so I've gone for Mansfield, Swindon, okay. Doncaster and Walsall. Okay, that's a little bit bold, I know, but yeah. Okay, interesting choices there. Uh, I don't like your lack of confidence in how the Mighty Blues are going to do, because in my predictions for the playoffs, <laughs> now I don't actually think they're going to finish the playoffs, but I am going to put them in there because I've, I've got to be confident, I've got to be an optimist here. So, playoffs-wise, I've gone for Leighton Orient. I think Richie Wellens is going to do a decent job there. Uh, I've gone for Cali United, just throw them in there, why not? Um, I think, well, I've, you know, I've just got to be confident, got to give them a, a bit of hope. Bradford City... God, I'm struggling on my, on my my fourth one's the one I'm really struggling on actually. I'm, I'm like I'm like Dan, I'm just a bit mm. 
I mean, Tranmere, yeah, could be up there. Salford. I'm going to go for Salford for my uh, my fourth one. I think, yeah, I agree with Dan. I think they might actually surprise a few people there. That prediction keeps slipping down every season from them being top three to being uh, whatnot, don't they? So, uh, that's, that's yeah, well, I, I, I think Salford, for me, the bookies set the odds low so that people think, oh, Salford, I saw that Class of 92 documentary yeah. and their odds are low. They must be really likely to go up, but yeah. they're not. No, they're not. There you go. Um, right, Dan, your playoff predictions? Playoffs, well, obviously, I'm going to have to go Mansfield. Like I said, I also think Salford will be in there. And then I struggle because while the top of the division is very, very strong, I think there's a big group of average teams. Uh, I was always going to put us in. And one more. I'm going to elevate Doncaster. I think Doncaster. Like we said, I think they'll be the best of the relegated teams. And they just seem to have one or two decent players. So... Yeah, that'll do me. I'll go Mansfield, Salford, Carlisle and Doncaster in no particular order. Some interesting choices there, Dan. I think it's fair to say. Um, right, up, up next. What's the next one? Is it? Is it Dark Horse we've got next, Mike, on the list? I think uh, it is. Well, I, I've got... Oh, no, relegated. Let's go relegated yeah. first, actually. Yeah, sorry. Relegated. Go on, pick your relegated teams. I mean, this is the one I really struggle with, to mm. be honest, because um, there's a few who I think certainly are going to be down there. But I've gone for Barrow and Sutton. Okay, okay. You know what? You're on similar lines to me. I had them in my four that I was struggling to pick from. Mm. But I've gone for Harrogate Town and Colchester United. Yeah. The two. I just feel... I feel they're with the other two in my four. Yeah, it's, it's a really tough one, isn't it? It'll be interesting. Mm. So let's see. Dan, what have you got to pick for your relegated teams? It will be zero surprise to hear that I'm tipping Barrow. But the other team uh, will be a little bit of a surprise to some people. I'm going to go for Sutton. Like I said, I think they're going to struggle, and I think they're going to really, really struggle. And I just think that the sort of team, if they lose the momentum, they could do sort of like what Wimbledon did in League One last season. So, yeah, Barrow and Sutton for me. Okay, cheers for those, Dan. Thank you very much for giving us those uh, relegation predictions. Um Dark horse and unexpected strugglers. Let's do these two together. So, what are you going for, Mike, in terms of your dark horse and your strugglers? Uh, well, dark horse. I've gone for Stevenage. I, oh. I don't necessarily think that you know they'll be going up or anything mad like that. But I think that they're the odds of the bookies and other people's predictions are a little bit lower than where they're going to be. Hmm. Interesting. I mean, you could argue maybe we'll be the dark horse, possibly. Yeah, yeah well, I, I was going to say us as well, yeah, but, yeah. you know, that's... Well, there you go. Well, then, and your strugglers? Uh, my unexpected strugglers is, I mean, not necessarily struggling, again, just doing less well than people thought they would. Um, I've gone for Crawley or Salford. Okay, interesting. So I put Salford in the playoffs. So that's that's an yeah. looking over there. Um, yeah, Dan. So what are you going to go for for your your dark horse and your unexpected strugglers? Regarding a dark horse, oh, well, apart from ourselves, obviously. Uh, yes, Stevenage. I, I like. I, said, I don't think they'll be. I don't think they'll be top seven, but I certainly think they could improve where the top half with a view to pushing on again next season. And when, when when you look at the odds, 
I'd say if a team was going to outplay at odds, it could possibly be Stevenage. The surprise strugglers, you're probably looking at your relegated teams, so they're not really a surprise. I, I, I suppose Sutton is because I've said they'll get relegated, but apart from that, you know, your, your crew and your Gillinghams, I think Wimbledon as well. I just, like we said, I just can't see any of those three making any sort of impact whatsoever. Interesting choices once again there, Dan. Thank you very much. Um, okay, in terms of uh, my choices, I, I went the same as you, Mike. I went for Stevenage as Dark Horse. I just mm. feel like Steve Evans is the one who could make a real difference then. You could be quite surprised at how well they do. Yeah, I think I agree with that. Unexpected struggles. I mean, I've gone for Gillingham on this. It's a, it's a tough one because I, I feel like it should be expected this struggle. But I think, I mean, when you look at their odds, what were their odds again? It was 20 to 1. I don't mm. think they're that good. I, I don't yeah. think they're 20 to 1 good. I really don't. Mm. I think I sort of agree with what you said as well earlier. I think Hartlepool might do a little bit worse than maybe expected. Mm. But yeah, I, I just feel, hmm, I'm just not not, not sold on, on Gillingham at all this season. Um, top scorer. Um, I'll go first in this one, actually, and we'll do it a little bit different way around. Um, it's tough because I haven't really had a chance to look through all the squad and see where they are. I feel Danny Hilton will get goals in Northampton, but will he score that many? I don't know. I have to feel like he might not get as well. I think he'd be more of a target man and help the other players. I've gone for Paddy Madden, basically. Mm. I'm stuck between him and Kyle Wooten, just because I think Stockball mm. do so well. I'm stuck really between those two, but I'm, I'm, I've gone for Paddy Madden. Mike, what have you gone for? Well, I went for Danny Hilton. Oh, okay, so you think he will get mm. on the goals? Huh? Fair days, fair days. Yeah, I think I think he's he's, he's a decent shout. To be fair, uh, Dan, who have you gone for? That's not. Cheers, Dan. That's uh, Dan's uh, top score prediction. Mike, who are you going for for the first manager to be sacked? I've gone for Matt Gray of Sutton. Oh, I think okay. doubling down on my prediction that they're going to be struggling this season. Okay. I'm struggling about this one to pick one. It's it, it's really tough because the thing is, a lot of managers I was, I was looking through the list have been appointed fairly recently. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's a tavern's judge. I mean, Paul Hartley stands out as one who maybe you know if he doesn't get a great start might find things tough. Um, but actually, looking through, I think the the one that stands out for me, I think Alex Morris at Crew. I think he might end up being the first one sacked mm. possibly. Close call between him. And um, Wayne Brown at Colchester. Tough one to pick which one. So, so they're ones I've gone for. Dan, who do you reckon is going to be the first one for the chop this summer? Or this season, sorry. I'm going to stay on the Sutton theme and go with Matt Gray uh, to be first manager. I just think if they do start badly, they'll want to address it quickly. Uh, like like I said in the preview, I'm not impressed by the signings, and I just think it's going to be a bit of an Anas Horribius, however you say it, for Sutton. So yeah, their manager to go first. Interesting choices again, Dan. Mm, interesting to see how what happens there. Um, on to the Car United predictions now. Uh, you could do these all in one go if you want, Mike. Obviously, we're going for top scorer, player of the year, and the most improved player. Who do you think these are going to be? So, so and also you can obviously say as well where you think Carlisle will finish. Actually, if you haven't, if you'd like me, you haven't gone for the playoffs. So okay, well I've gone top scorer Amari Patrick, uh, okay. player of the year Owen Moxon, mm. and most improved player Brennan Dickinson. And That's I reckon, gone. Yeah, go on. Well, I was going to say I think we'll finish out. I think our our team. I think we could assemble a team that is good enough for the playoffs, but I'm yeah. I'm not convinced by the amount of depth that we have. Okay. Um, so I think we'll finish. 
about eighth or ninth. Okay. Um, I'm very similar to you. My player of the year and most improved are the same. Oh, Moxon and Brendan Dickinson. Mm. Top scorer that I've got for Ryan Edmondson. I just feel mm. like he'll get a few more. I think Patrick will end up being a little bit more of a provider next season, mm. which is not a bad thing, really. And obviously, I predicted we'll finish in the playoffs and we'll win it as well. We'll go up to League One. It's fine. <laughs> um, uh, finally, then, Dan, what's your kind of predictions for this season? My top scorer for us, I want to go Christian Dennis. <laughs> not just because he has the shades of Ian Stevens, but he's. <sighs> Edmondson will get goals. But he's also a bit of a target man. Patrick will get goals, but he'll also drift out wide a bit. I just think I love a fox in the box, and that's what Dennis is. And I think he's going to be fully fit as opposed to when he was when he joined us. I just think he's going to get chances, even if he's coming off the bench in games. I think, you know, he'll maybe come on at 2-1 and grab that third to seal the win, that sort of thing. So I'm going to go for Dennis, but I think it's going to be an interesting competition between him, Patrick and Edmondson. And even even Toby from the bench will get the odd goal. He's, he's shown that at the end of last season. So, yeah, but Dennis overall for me. There's only one player of the season, and it's going to be Sir Morgan Feeney. I just hope we sign him on to a longer-term deal early in the season because he seems to be over his fitness issues that blighted his early part of his career, and he's just looked a colossus. I mean, he, he was given uh, the captaincy yesterday at Morecambe. That's a big sign. I, I think this is going to be a massive year for Morgan Feeney, so he's a clear player of the year. Most improved... Why not make it a hat-trick? Uh, I'm going to say Dickinson too. Uh, there's obviously a reason why Paul Simpson offered him a contract when a lot of folk thought he would be gone. Uh, left wing-back, possibly. Could be the making of him. I think he'll have a point to prove. And as, well, as all three of us have said now, you know, the flaw's there for him to, to make the impact. Well, there you go. That's it. That's all the predictions sorted. We'll get them written down. We'll try and make sure we can remember that uh, how we do over the season. I mean, last season it was appalling, wasn't it? I think we got one or two right, wasn't it? I think we, we I think I was maybe the one who got one more than everyone else, but it, that was nothing to crow about. I think it's fair <laughs> to say. Um, and that's it for this week's this special episode. Um, thank you once again for listening. Uh, in terms of upcoming episodes, we still haven't quite got that interview episode secured yet, but I'm hoping to have something signed off on that tomorrow hopefully get that sorted it'll be it'll be a crack if we can get it done really for the start of the season yeah. i think you'll all really enjoy it just just trying to line up times with the person who's going to do it really and make it making sure it fits in um but beyond that obviously we'll have the the preview episode next week mike we're not sure if you're going to be able to make it onto it we're going to try and fit in a time to get all three probably not no because i'm not, no. working all week but obviously i'll be at the game on saturday which Indeed, i'm looking forward yeah. to yeah we're hoping to get a little maybe do a little bit of a recording on the way up as well we're going to be on the train bit of a mad journey for us because none of the northern trains are running so how we're we going to get home and stuff we haven't quite worked out yet the advantages of running those that's the important thing isn't it there you go uh mike thanks for joining me Cheers. Dan, thanks for joining me as well. Yeah, cheers, cheers for this episode. Uh, been a, a good one. Good long listen for the uh, start of the season. Uh, we'll no doubt regret our our picks come, come May. But uh, yeah, always good to do. Good to get it in the can. Uh, and, and that's basically it for this week's episode. Uh, thanks once again for listening. And uh, we'll join you soon. Up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues.